Welcome to the Inspo by Jayco Podcast. This is the podcast where we help you find inspiration in the little things so you can do the big things. And now, let's have a convo about Inspo, led by your host, Jennifer Coleman. to another episode of Inspo by Jayco. I'm your host, Jennifer Coleman. I'm a children's author and a children's librarian, and I hope you consider me a friend of yours now. I hope you're a regular listener. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. I tried to make this podcast like we're just sitting down together having a conversation, and we walk away friends. So thanks for spending some minutes with me. I hope you will get something out of it and it will brighten your day and make your work a little bit more uh, sparkly, a little more inspirational. Uh, So first of all, shout out to my friend Mark. I've known Mark since childhood. We went to elementary school together. Hey, Mark, I want to thank you for commenting on LinkedIn. I post always about my podcast on LinkedIn and Mark made a great comment about my last podcast, which was about being a cheerleader, and I really appreciated that feedback. He mentioned that one of his cheerleaders was uh, somebody like more notable, more of a, a guest speaker, and you know, that is true. I definitely have that little crew of my own. Like, I love Jocko Willink. I love William Hollis. I love Coach Payne. These are, these are my personal cheerleaders. I act like they're just there for me. <laughs> so I hear what you're saying, Mark. I know you have your personal favorites too. But those kind of uh, speakers, those motivational speakers, they really do help uh, us get work done. So you are exactly right. Uh, today's big idea, though, is based on something I've noticed at work lately. So my day job is a school librarian, and because of COVID, I'm having to bring the library to the classrooms on my mobile cart. And so what I have to do is whittle down my 19,000 book collection, uh, you know, down to about 50 books on a cart, sometimes 100 books. It depends on the age or the thickness of the books or the age of the kids. And it's very interesting to watch children make decisions. Have you noticed? Do you have a child of your own or have you watched kids make a choice? Sometimes they're really good at it and sometimes they take forever. So just before I move on, think about what kind of decision maker you are. And it could be any kind of decision. It could be like, what are you, how do you decide on things in a restaurant or how do you make big life decisions? Do you take your time or are you pretty decisive? I would say for myself, I am on the higher end of decisiveness. I feel like I have gotten really good at being decisive and I feel like that comes with life experience. I don't have time to waste and I pretty much choose things pretty quickly and I use my gut a lot. Some kids, some people I know, not so much. So this is our big idea today is indecision, all right? And I try to guide children on how to be more decisive, especially when they're in front of me on the library cart, for example. Uh, I'll watch a child stare and stare, and I'll try to start get their ideas flowing, like, hey, what are you thinking about today? Do you want something funny? 
Do you want to read something realistic? Are you feeling like nonfiction or fiction? And then I can start to help them narrow down their choices. Uh, And then they may say, oh, I really had my heart set on this book. And I will try to say, oh, well, that one's not available, but this one's similar to that. And this is how. And sometimes that helps them unstick. So really, while I'm checking out a book to them, I'm modeling the idea of making choices, which is a life skill which they need. And that's why, you know, being a librarian is so important because we work with everyone and we help them with life skills like making decisions. So what makes us be indecisive? I mean, what about it is bad? Well, I think it's bad if it lasts too long. Like, I'm all for a kid standing there for a minute, but if it goes on into longer than is acceptable, I'm like, come on, buddy, let's go. You don't want to be stuck in the mud. So think about the kind of decisions you make. Do you sometimes linger too long? Do you get too afraid of making the wrong decision? I, can, I really think indecision boils down to fear of making the wrong choice or it could be like the consequence I must I'm scared of what'll happen if or you know some people are indecisive let's talk a little bigger decision making like maybe uh, what you want to do with your life or who you want to marry or you know where you want to move after high school big decisions Sometimes you might get stuck because you might worry what other people will think of you. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now to take that off the table. Who cares what other people think about you? I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. That was my, at the end of last year, at the end of 2020, I was like, you know what? 2021's the year I'm going to start my podcast. I don't care what people think. I may get laughed at. People at work may hear about it and talk bad about me behind my back like who does she think she is starting a podcast I don't care I mean I don't care what other people think I'm just gonna keep doing what I do now I'm not doing it in a hurtful way if I was doing something malicious then I would you know I would be concerned but I'm not I put myself out there and you know talk if you want but I feel like I'm doing more good than I'm not, and I'm being true to myself. So you shouldn't let uh, what other people think about you influence your decision-making. That's my takeaway there. Another reason I feel like people are indecisive is they're stuck in perfectionism. Uh, This could be true with some people that I know, and that you you really have to realize that sometimes good enough is good enough. You know, sometimes... There's no such thing as perfect. And so I think it's more important to move forward than to be stuck in the mud because you're worried about perfectionism, like blah. You know, really lacking confidence to decide is a mindset. And I think you can tell yourself, hey, self, I can be decisive. All right. So let me give you some ways that you can be more decisive in your life. First of all, practice on small stuff. Like in your in food, for example, when you go to a restaurant, don't just stand there and stare at the wall at their menu. You know what they have, or you look in advance, stare stare at your phone and figure it out, and then go in there and just order. I mean, worse comes to worse, you won't like the food, and you'll improve it on the next meal. Or 
you could just make it a lot easier on yourself and just order really quickly. I tend to meal plan for myself first thing in the morning so that later on when I'm more tired and it's harder to make decisions, I've already made those food decisions for myself so I don't have to worry. So that's one way I deal with decision fatigue. Because let me tell you, as an educator, especially at the beginning of the year, you know, we all talk about all of us teachers, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? Well, because you've made a probably 10,000 decisions since the beginning of the school day till the end of it. And you're building up your decision stamina. So decision fatigue is for real. And one way you can help yourself be less um, indecisive is by planning ahead and, you know, making decisions while you're fresh. For me, I'm a morning person, so it's easier for me to make decisions like food at the beginning of the day. But you might want to practice on some small stuff like, oh, I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to pick out a book and I'm not going to be upset if my first choice isn't there. I'm going to choose A, B, or C. There I go. Now, if you're trying to work on a bigger decision where you're really going to have to research, you know, uh, I have a friend that's trying to plan a vacation and she's trying to narrow down where she wants to go. Okay, so do a little research, set yourself a time limit, rate each option, but then you got to just go with your gut. I mean, that's what I do. I feel like I'm pretty intuitive and I have, I'm pretty good at listening to my gut. It's, it's really steered me in the right direction many times, so I trust it a lot more now. Uh, but you do not, trust me, you do not want to get stuck in analysis paralysis. You can make lists till the cows come home. And before you know it, sometimes your choice has been made for you because you've taken so long, the choice is now gone. Like buying a house. Oh my gosh, I can't watch this house hunters anymore. These people are so picky and they, ugh, they debate and debate. I'm like, sister, pick a house and move on. My stars. <laughs> Do you know how lucky you are? Just shush. Shush with all your lists. Just pick a house. My goodness. Um, one way to help your decisiveness. Will this even matter in 10 years? You know, lots of decisions can be reversible. You can always move back to the town that you left. You can always sell that new car if you didn't like it. Like, come on, will it really matter in 10 years? If it does, maybe spend a little t more time deciding. But most of the time, just pick a, pick a path and move on. All right? Accept the power of good enough, will you? I mean, if you're going to be a perfectionist, it's going to stall you. And that's not anything good. Now, when here, okay, now I'm going to put my writer's hat on. So I wrote a novel and it was really, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And about three quarters of the way through, I got stuck. There was a point where all my characters were in this one place and I knew that I needed them to get to this other place and do all these other things, but I wasn't sure about the transitioning. I wasn't sure how to get them from A to B. And so, you know what I did? I worked backwards. <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to figure that plan out, to work backwards, but man, did that help. It unclogged me, and I was able to decide how to finish writing the three-quarter mark of my novel. So... Sometimes you can, you know, think in reverse. That might help you. Um, just try that, especially with the big decision. 
But you know what? In the end, if you make good choices, good things happen. And I think if you can be confident that you are capable, then just decide and that will be so. And really challenge yourself this week to not be so indecisive about something like maybe it's your clothes in the morning. Maybe you spend 45 minutes getting dressed because you can't decide what to wear. Okay, here's my strategy for that. Decide the night before. Or at least, you know how I decide based on shoes. Every morning I'm like, what shoes do I want to wear? And then I build up from that. Because sometimes I'll wear my lady shoes because I know I can't be running all around. But if I'm running all around, I'm going to have different shoes on because I know my step count's going to be higher and I have to have better footwear on. So if you take forever in your closet, maybe start with one piece. Maybe you start with your jewelry or your belt or a color. I mean, that's one way to at least like snap you out of it because you can stare at your choices forever and and before you know it, you're late and it started your day bad. So pick your, pick your um, area of indecisiveness. Is it food? Is it uh, relationships? Is it your closet? Is it the next step in your professional life? Come on, make a plan to be less indecisive and more decisive. All right. That's my charge for you. I'm confident that you can do it. Let me know if you do. Thanks for joining us for Inspo by Jayco. Keep shining your light so others can find their way. And we will see you next time.